The current spoiler warning level is Gunmetal Grey. Friends and folks, for this episode, you're looking at a spoiler warning level of Gunmetal Grey. We're talking about a machine from Metal Gear Solid, and then also some machines from Metal Gear Solid 2, as well as another machine from Metal Gear Solid 5, The Phantom Pain. All told, there is a lot of just general Metal Gear talk on this one, um, and if you're cool with that, then you're good to go. Please enjoy the episode. Also, it's gunmetal because back when the PS3, there was a there was a Metal Gear Solid 4 version of the PS3, and it came in gunmetal gray, and I always wanted one, and I never got one. Hello, friends and folks, and welcome back to another episode of Mechanista. Mmm, this mic is hot. I'm gonna turn down the a little bit. Six that's is when I get, crunchy, when I get everyone. Um, well, I'm just gonna leave that in the episode. Like, <laughs> I got a little quieter now, but uh, yeah. I just was worried when it gets when I get excited that it's gonna be really peaky. Um, but hello, friends and folks, Mechanista G, you're here, and I have uh, a suggestion, an idea about what we should do this week for Dylan. I think we should just do a listener request and then a spoiler episode. Okay, yeah. Just like as a different like a way to alternate it. Yeah, no, that's fine. Yeah, because we haven't done a spoiler episode in forever because whenever we do a bonus episode, we just do a listener request, which listener is great. Request. And I don't want to not do a, a listener request. But yeah, like, no, that's fair. here's the nice thing is at this point, we've done so many fucking episodes that I don't think there are a lot of people out there being like, gosh, there just isn't enough Mechanista for me to listen to. Not only that, but uh, people who are caught up with uh, GGP, it's not like we haven't done a billion seed designs that we were able to cover. True. <laughs> I don't true. know why you, we've some rolled fucking with. Cosmic Era, I feel like, a billion times. I know it's probably only like two or three, but it feels like a lot. <laughs> We've, we've rolled it a decent amount, and then also there's the fact that whenever we roll Cosmic Era, I enjoy talking about them, so it's not like when we used to roll Future Century Bunch, and mm-hmm. sometimes I would just say, I don't want to fucking do this. <laughs> I'm so sorry. But they're done. They're gone. Yep. We never have to worry about Future Century. Any of you motherfuckers request a Future Century thing, um, I mean, I guess we'll do it, because, yeah, but I don't want to be aggressive with the listenership. I, I feel mean doing that now. Damn it, I can't keep the bit up, Six. I know. It's hard. Yeah. It's I don't like being mean. It's you know it's a it's a delicate balance. I think. Well, um, I worry. It's you know it's easier with voice. If this was text, it would be really hard to convey. But like sometimes I try to play up like sounding insulting because I'm like, okay, if I play that up, that's gonna sound like a joke, right? But mm-hmm. then then it, there's that little voice in the back of the head that goes, oh no, someone's gonna take this seriously and feel really bad, and then I'm like, well, I don't want to ruin anyone's day, that's not the point of the podcast, so... Eh. Yeah, I mean, I think it's a couple of things, right? I mean, it is in the delivery and in the confidence. It is in people knowing what you normally sound like, and having a reputation for joking or not making jokes, and it is in the fact that sometimes you fuck it up, right? Like, I think people pretty well know my jokey tone, and I, as a podcaster, can usually tell when I'm messing around, but I fuck up sometimes. Oh. It's and, you know, just we just try and do better. Communication. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're going to roll a D4 to see which half of the list we're on. We are on the early half. That's kind of, honestly, that's kind of disappointing. The late half is getting really fun, but, you know. Maybe okay. we should shuffle them around a little. That's not a bad idea. That's not a bad idea. Just because we consistently bring up how the second half is like a weird half. So if we just, uh-huh. you know, shuffle things around. All right. Rolling a d20. Well, that's hot. <laughs> All right. Well, we got something weird. Don't worry okay, about it. Okay. Okay. What did we get? Give me a number. Uh, is there a number? Let me see if I can. Oh, no. Oh, no. I'm already like, oh, no. No, there is not a number for this one. Really? Um, okay. Um, Let me see. I, I'm trying to find a way that I can make this a fun guessing game for you. Yeah. Um, okay, well, okay. Why don't you ask me yes or no questions? Okay, Um. is and... it a mobile armor? No. Okay, that was the quick one, because I know there's a lot of mobile armors with no number. Um... Keep in mind, this is the listener requests list. 
Is it a Gundam design? No. Okay. This. Well. Ah, <laughs> uh, shit. Okay. Uh, using SRW definitions is. Uh, wait, that's not a yes or no. I was gonna ask. Well, I guess I could just ask: Is it a super robot? No, it's not a super okay, robot. Okay, so it's not gonna um, be like God Mars. Okay. Is it a request from Twitter user Dalek? Thank you, Dalek. Yes, it is. Okay, what is it? No, keep going. Oh, uh, uh, what else to ask? Is it a real robot? I mean, the the uh, the alternative, it's not a super robot. It's a real robot, right? I mean, that's true. Okay, it's not. A, it's not. Okay, I will confess. Is it in there an anime? Like, no, it is not in an anime. Is it a video game? It is in a video game. Okay. Is it something from Armored Core? It is not something from Armored Core. Okay. Uh, is it something from another Century's episode? I don't know why that's just the one that's in my head for another video game. I don't even know what that is. Uh, that's the uh, action games by FromSoft that are similar to SRW, but they are oh, third-person action games. And... Interesting. No, it's not from that. Yeah, those are neat. Um, I'll have to show you one of those sometime. I'm going to give you a freebie to okay, make to narrow the range for you. Because this is it's still a PlayStation, <laughs> It's a PlayStation 1 game. Oh, Omega Boost? No. Um, hmm. PlayStation 1. Uh, Metal Gear? It is a Metal Gear. Well, is it Metal Gear Rex, I assume? It is Metal Gear Rex. Okay. Jointly developed by DARPA, Arms Tech, and Livermore National Labs for the United States Army in the early 2000s on the Shadow Moses Island base in Alaska. Hell yeah. Uh, Metal Gear Rex. Uh, Okay. Uh, trying to think of how to do this. Uh, well, it'll help it if cool. I give you a wiki page. Yeah, I'm on the wiki. Okay, well. I typed it in. <laughs> start at the head, then, I guess. The, yeah, the head, quote-unquote. <laughs> I mean, I guess it is on a hinge, and it does have a neck. Um, I mean, it clearly has a head. You've, you've played I these know, games. But you know how you this know, thing moves. But you know what I mean. It's, look. It, it, Rex is way, a weird design. Yeah, the way it stands means that the head is not really at the top yeah so for the quote-unquote head you've got a very a very square shape going on uh it is technically three-pronged if you think about it that way because um each side has like a little area like a little square part that goes down looks like it ends in what i would assume is a heat sink and then Mm -hmm. in the center area you have the cockpit which uh is of course designed to look more like a mouth um Mm -hmm. you also have i think on the front of the head there, those are sensors. I don't think those are the machine guns. I believe those are just the sensors. Yeah, because the, mach- the gun's in the middle. Uh, mm-hmm. So yeah, it has two sensors uh, that kind of give it the impression of having these like really wide-set eyes, at least to me. That's how I've always seen them. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, uh, I, I, I do like this, this quote-unquote head. Uh, it's connected into like a neck piece that is part of the main body. Uh, the, the way the neck and the head are connected, you can kind of, like, even, like, basically fuse the head and the body into, like, one thing. Like, if the head crunches in, it's just, like, you know, one big block. Mm-hmm. Um, for the body, uh, very boxy again. Um, a lot of it, you know, is behind the head, so you've got the little neck area connected into a little area on the bottom, and then most of it is swept back from there. Uh... On the body, you have two connections. Uh, these would be the closest equivalent to arms I think we have. Um, you've got on the right side a uh, rail gun. Uh, just, you know, just a big-ass rail gun. And on the left mm-hmm. side, you have a sensor radome. Very much in the style of, like... It's interesting, because, like, it's a radome, but it doesn't feel like... Like, I know what radomes look like IRL, right? Like, mm-hmm. this looks like a Gundam radome. <laughs> Absolutely. Which, I mean, I mean, Shinkawa's definitely a Gundam fan, and as is Kojima, so... And as is uh, fucking Otacon, right? And Otacon, in, yeah. It, both both the person who commissioned it, the person who drew it, and the person in-universe who built it are all Gundam fans. Yeah. Uh, so it very much looks like, you know, like uh, the S-Gundam-style Radome, or a couple other ones like that, or uh, even more so like the uh, Zekuines uh, mm-hmm. one. Um... And then I, I actually really like that the radome also has these two little fins on it. Um, 
which is nice. I, don't, I just think they're neat. <laughs> um, going on from there, uh, for the legs, uh, these connect into the bottom of the body. There's just like a little piece there. And you've got some real cool legs. These are digitigrade legs. Uh, looks like there's a couple of, like, binders to offset the weight is what I'm assuming they're for. Like, uh, if you look at, like, you know, the sides of the upper thighs there, you've got, like, these two swept back pieces of armor that don't really have any other function. So what I'm assuming they are is just to, you know, push the weight backwards a little bit more. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, at the front of the leg, you do have, like, little missile ports uh, that are, like, three closed hatches on the front of I guess what you would call the knee. Of course, this is a little weird too because these legs are digitigrade, but uh, you also have smoke dischargers on either side, which I, uh, again, I've mentioned it before, always love the look of the triple triple smoke dischargers. Just makes everything look cooler. Mm -hmm. Um, uh, Oh, oh, should mention also on the bottom of like the neck slash what appears to be the crotch though because of where this is positioned, uh, you do have a machine gun. Should just mention that. Uh, the, um, the legs then, though, at the end of the legs, you have a joint... Oh, wait. Oh, you, oh, you thought that was the machine gun in the crotch? Is that not... What is no, that? No, that's the laser. Oh, right, it has a laser! I forgot about that. Duh, that's why it cuts off Gray Fox's mm-hmm. arm. Duh. Uh, um, where's so, the machine uh, it's guns, total, then? It's... It, those actually might be those... They actually might be the things on the head. Okay. On the sort of horns of the head. So, basically, it's total armaments. It has, um... Uh, two Gatling guns, um, which are the machine guns. It has anti-tank missiles, which I actually think are those ba- binders on the back of the legs. Wait, I thought... The, uh, don't the anti-tank missiles come out of the hatches on the knees? I thought... You might be right. I don't... I, I know uh, they do for Ray is the problem, and I feel like I might be conflating. Oh, fuck. I'm not yeah, sure. I didn't even think about that. Um, by the way, we'll talk about Ray. Yeah, we'll um, talk about Ray. It's because why not? We're having fun. Yeah. Um, and so it has anti-tank missiles. It has the double Gatling guns, and it has the laser. Of course, it also has the rail gun. Okay, uh, anti-take missiles from both knees and back. Okay. Oh, okay, so it's on both. Okay, both of us were partially right. Well, no, I actually think it's on the backpack unit. I think that armor oh. is just armor. I was wrong. Oh, oh, I think I see it on the top uh, of the back. You can see the little hatches, right? Okay. Mm-hmm, yeah. Okay. Um. Yeah, so it has the hatches on there, and then it has the hatches there. Okay, cool. Uh, and then, yeah, that's the laser in the middle, and then, right, uh, that means the machine guns probably are those little head thingies. Um, okay. Trying to remember, it's been a long time since I've actually played Metal Gear, been a couple of years now, and, I mean, look, Rex is a fun fight, but mostly focused on surviving rather than paying attention where everything is. Yeah, honestly, I think a lot, it is one thing I will say for this game, that overall I have, uh, overall less positive feelings about but um the sequence where it comes up in metal gear solid four uh has a strong influence on my opinion of of rex as well mm. do you remember that sequence yeah where you it's get to fight pretty... ray as rex <laughs> and you're in the uh-huh. rect- and you're i in will the also really talk rectum. about a secret system that apparently was part of uh rex oh well we'll get to that in a moment but last mm-hmm. a little bit so from the bottom of that like knee joint uh, or from the bottom of the leg there, you've got like a joint going backwards though, because of like I said, digitigrade leg, so you've got a backwards joint. So it's basically a third section of leg. And then mm-hmm. it's essentially just standing on two really large toes. Uh or feet. Um the feet are pretty cool because they do end in like these little uh like uh pile bunkers for I presume securing it to the ground. Uh mm-hmm. It also has a little pop-down, like, heels so that, you know, it expands its footprint a little bit and it would uh, have more balance. Um, Rex also roars. Thing to note, it can roar. Because, <laughs> you know, it makes horrible, horrible noises when the, the mouth is open sometimes. Okay, I found a, uh, a promotional poster that Konami uh-huh. made um, of, of Rex and it does point out that those big circles are the uh, Gatling guns. Okay, so those are the Gatlings. Okay. Okay, so then... My initial sorry, thought that sorry I Sorry for getting hung up on that. No, it's okay. Uh, it's funny because, like I said, my initial thought was, maybe those are the Gatlings, and I'm like, oh, no, wait, no, I'm wrong. Clearly I'm wrong. And then it's mm-hmm. like, oh, I should have just come up with my gut there. Uh, yeah, ah, this is a cool poster. Um, 
but yeah, um, Rex is a mecha that is, uh, I mean, it's a Metal Gear, right? It's the first 3D Metal Gear. Um, obviously mm-hmm. there are technically Metal Gears that come before this, which maybe we'll also talk about those just because they're a little quicker to talk about. Um, and they're neat. Uh, but yeah, Rex is definitely, like, I think the one that people think of, just because, well, I think most people think of... Well, I say most people think of Metal Gear Solid 1, but I guess maybe not anymore, right? But... Yeah, I think, I think, Hmm. I mean, Ray might have eclipsed it at this point. Really? Okay, yeah. I could see that. Um, Um, I like both designs quite a lot, Yeah, you know. Both designs are also very much opposites in a lot of ways. Mm-hmm. Um, with Rex having this very boxy, utilitarian look, and Ray looking like a creature, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, which we will get to. But yeah, so, um, yeah, we mentioned, uh, the armaments, it's got the machine guns, it's got the missiles. So yeah, it has a laser, that is just like a continuous laser beam, uh, that, uh, you know, gets used to slice off, uh, Gray Fox's arm. Mm-hmm. Gray Fox is doing a cool flip, and then suddenly the laser goes, and then does the cool, like, has a trail and everything, and then you're like, oh shit, it cut off Gray Fox's arm. Um, then, uh, yeah, it also has the railgun. The railgun is not for, like, fighting up close, though. The railgun is specifically for something that I don't know if it makes sense or not, actually, thinking on it, um, where it would launch an ICBM, but... Because it's not using propellant, because it's just using the railgun, the idea would be that the ICBM would not be seen by radars. Like, it could covertly launch nukes, basically. Well, I mean, the way... I think it would be seen by radar. You don't, like, you don't track nukes by radar, generally. And uh, um, I will take a moment here to say, naturally, I am not an expert in nuclear weaponry. Yeah, no, neither um, am I. <laughs> but my understanding is, like, that sort of stuff is tracked by satellites because you're not going to have a radar that has enough range to reach across the Atlantic Ocean. That's just ridiculous. Um, so you want to track that stuff by satellite, and if there's no propellant trail or launch flare, it becomes a lot harder. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, and um, then... I still don't being, know how actually practical it is, but... This being it, sold it, it, to terrorists, yeah. though, around the world still seems like you don't really want that, so I get it. Yeah. Um, uh, of course... I mean, it, it was... The, the premise was to use it as a nuclear false flag, right? Yeah. It's like, oh, you could put this anywhere and make it look like anybody's launching a nuke. And yep. that's bad. That's a bad thing to do. <laughs> yep. Uh, I can't do a Cam Clark impression, but, you know, Liquid has a whole thing about it. Um, You're going down, Snake, with this tanker! That's a terrible Cam Clark, but I just wanted to do it. <laughs> um, but, yeah, uh, so, Rex, oh, though, Damn it. That, that, that does pretty much explain Rex's whole deal is the thing, right? Like, you know, mm-hmm. it is, um... It's weird. It's a weird design. Um, it just it wants to launch nukes, and it was made by an otaku, uh, our good friend Otacon, uh, mm-hmm. who didn't realize it launches nukes because he has that line of Metal Gear launches nukes. Um, and I'm like, wait a minute, didn't you build it? But I mean, he did. Sp- uh, unlike his dad, who really sucks, uh, he at least spent the next bunch of games trying to fix things. Mm-hmm. So you know. I, I can have and more appreciation does, for Otacon than... It does seem plausible to me that the railgun was handled by someone else, and he mm-hmm. was mostly just, you know, tasked with integrating it into the design. Yeah. Just make this work in some way. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, uh, Rex is just, I think, a cool design. Uh, it's a weird design, because here's the thing. It is essentially just a mobile nuclear launch platform, so I don't think mm-hmm. it's actually meant for true combat, right? Like, it's funny because there's like a like a, a Yoshiyuki Takani piece showing it like on a battlefield. But here's the thing: given its design, I don't know if it would be good in like 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 even like with I know that Mecha don't work this way anyway. But even with like accounting for that, I don't know if deploying Metal Gears like on a field of combat would be good necessarily because again, their armaments. They do have the laser, but otherwise they just have 30 millimeter rotary cannons and some missiles. And I feel like it would more likely get damaged. It feels more like all the weapons are 
purely defensive to me rather than offensive you know what i mean yeah it is it is a it is a machine that is like the difference like one of the things that is supposed to make metal gears special is the fact that they are a nuclear arsenal that can defend itself but it still doesn't have for instance any good anti-air options mm-hmm. um however it is better at uh at fighting than you would think yeah because its designer uh, Hal Emmerich, a.k.a. Otacon, uh, had a special feature in this thing that he didn't tell anybody about and thus didn't oh. come up in Metal Gear Solid 1. Oh, what is that? Uh, he had an experimental combat OS called the Street Fighter system. Okay, where is this from? This is from Metal Gear Solid 4. This is when Snake has to pilot it and oh. Otacon's like, oh, why don't I just turn on the mode for fighting? Right, And right. Snake's like, what? <laughs> the what? Uh, um so this gives it makes it a lot more agile which explains you know like you fight this thing in metal gear solid one and it pretty much just stands and still in like pivots to chase you with a gunfire um ray in uh mgs4 is capable of like running and like side dashes and uh melee attacks where it does like a headbutt or a kick um oh yeah it does actually actually a fairly capable combatant in that way it is still like it feels like a retrofit of the design but a pretty effective one oh and i should note sorry because i didn't uh the back of the uh lower legs does have a deployable heel as well uh, mm-hmm. and also there's a spike you can use to sort of uh anchor yourself to the ground which incidentally yeah. is how uh gray fox gets killed yeah um the other thing to mention uh, is that one that you pilot in four not only moves more agilely, but it is the Rex that you destroyed. Mm-hmm. So oh, yeah. it is specifically the really fucked up Rex that is like, I think the railgun is gone. Um, has the, the radome is damaged because of course it got damaged in the fight and mm-hmm. it's just got a bunch of like little explosive damage and parts broken off of it. Uh, still works though. Yeah. Probably later. a pretty unpleasant cockpit to use. I'm going to guess. Oh yeah. Because part of the process was shooting a missile into it. Yeah. Um. But yeah, Rex is Rex is a good design overall. I think. Uh, like I said, uh, definitely like, uh, definitely feels weird. Like for the things that we cover on the show, because Metal Gear Rex definitely just feels like it feels like a mecha that is definitely more of a video game boss. I guess right. Like in some mm, ways, sure. like obviously Metal Gear has a story that people like and whatnot, but. Just, like, it's not, like, a combat mecha in the way that you think of them normally. Now, Mm -hmm. for ones that are, comma, we do have the sequel to Rex, uh, Metal Gear Ray. Yes. Which is not entirely a sequel because, uh, it's made, isn't it made by the U.S. Army? Uh, so the, uh, the... Let me go to uh, Rex is made by the army. Ray is made by the Marines. Right, the Marines, duh. That's the beginning of the game. You're on the uh, tanker with all the Marines, duh. But it is also made because the data for Rex gets leaked out to the world, and so uh-huh. probably it was used... Probably it is a successor because it is used using that data that leaked, I'm pretty sure. Mm-hmm. So. And uh, Metal Gear Ray is... um, So Ray is an interesting design. Um, So... Going over it, uh, you have a head, uh, that is, like, <clears throat> still organic looking with a, it looks like it has a huge jaw. Uh, I don't mm-hmm. even know how to, it's not like an avian head or anything, it's just like a weird, I'm trying to think of how to describe this head. I mean, it looks very Monster Hunter, right? Yeah. There are a lot of, like, brute wyverns that have this kind of head. Yeah, it's, it's strange, um... Uh, the head connects into the body, and the body, uh, has two arms, uh, these arms being just, again, like, they feel more like weird weights, basically, uh, rather than true arms, because they don't, you know, they don't end in manipulators or anything, they're just like these two binders that pop out. But yeah, I always thought of them more as wings. Yeah, I guess they, yeah, they're, they're kind of wings, basically, um... Of but course. like they are, they are wings in the style of like a penguin's wings, not like. Uh, I was gonna you know, describe. Yeah, I was about wings. to say they're more akin to flippers. I think mm-hmm. because yeah. well, this ray is also amphibious to know. Um. You then have uh, the rest of the body uh, going down. 
uh, for the waist, no skirt armor or anything. It's just a waist. Uh, it does it should note that this does have a long tail, uh, all the way at the end. Uh, the legs, uh, you've got a joint with the legs popped out. Uh, the thighs are very pointy and very round. Um, again, very the the shapes on this are almost like the complete opposite feeling of Rex's shapes. Um, mm-hmm. Then the legs are still degenerate. You have a section. It, they're actually they're they're interesting because they have a section uh, going below the upper leg, but and then you have a joint separate from that um, that plugs into the lower leg, and then the lower legs just kind of end in basically hooves. Is that yeah. how I guess you could describe those? Oh yeah, um, absolutely hooves. Yeah, and uh, Ray uh, is. So it's also interesting to talk about Ray because there's two types of rays. There are the manned versions and the unmanned versions. Mm-hmm. Um, so not a lot of there's not really a design difference I think between the two, other than theoretically the unmanned rays don't have the uh, cockpits. Um, yeah, it's I I also just real quick just to throw this out uh-huh. because I feel like this should be said earlier rather than later. One of the things that Ray represents is a real shift in metal gear about the term metal gear right Uh uh-huh because metal gear ray is not traditionally speaking a metal gear it doesn't have any nuclear capacity no this one is actually a frontline weapon Mm -hmm. uh this one has uh it's probably his most famous weapon is as as we mentioned it's amphibious Mm -hmm. uh one of the things it can do is take in a bunch of water and actually basically fire it out in a thin well ray <laughs> uh, yeah like a water cutter yeah basically uses it as a large water cutter um uh, sprays from the mouth and uh it's really cool mm-hmm. um then uh has a bunch of other weapons all over um tons of missiles so many missiles yep uh so uh at the end of each of the wings there are also gatling gun pods um, the, uh, there are also, uh, knee-mounted missiles as well as back-mounted missiles. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, lots of missiles. Missiles times many. <laughs> uh, anti-tank and anti-ship missiles because, of course, it's in the water, so it's gonna have... Mm-hmm. Wouldn't an anti-ship missile be a torpedo or is that different? That's... I, I I don't know if a torpedo can be called an anti-ship missile, but I also know there is a separate thing that is an anti-ship missile. Okay. Just like, curious. if you are, like, there are anti-ship missiles you will load on a plane that don't ever touch the water. Mm-hmm. That's fair. <clears throat> um. I don't know why, because <laughs> now you're reaching the end of my knowledge, but. <laughs> I mean, I guess, like. I, what I mean is, I guess that is just a thing. I'm just saying, you know. Yeah. I can believe yeah, I it. I think I you're don't know, right. I don't know why, technically speak, like technologically speaking, there needs to be a differential there. I don't know what parts you use differently for shooting a tank versus shooting, uh, you know, a, a carrier. But I guess you do. Maybe more. Uh, I don't know. I actually don't know. Yeah, because all the things in my head that you would do want to do with a tank you already want to pierce the armor of a tank. One of the things I feel you would want to do with a boat is also pierce it, but... I mean, perhaps it's just a uh, like a difference of, like, payload. Like, you don't need that big of an explosion to take out a tank. Ships get big. Yeah, that's true. Um, I will also note it does have another missile type. It has cluster missiles, which one would assume is both anti-ground and also anti-air. Yep. Um, and... Unlike Rex, rays were meant to be, you know, deployed in mass. The whole idea was once we mass produce Metal Gear Ray, etc., etc., etc. But yeah, uh, at the beginning of the game, you know, you sneak onto the tanker, take some pictures of Metal Gear Ray because it's like, oh, the Marines, the the U.S. Marines are developing a Metal Gear, uh, and I'm part of philanthropy, uh, so gonna gonna try to like you know leak it to the world, right? Uh, and of course, and- as soon as you get there. <laughs> ocelot's there mm-hmm. this is this is the funny thing though right mm-hmm. why is philanthropy leaking this uh i hmm. are they just trying to give the u.s army bad press or something like that's the thing right like what would it accomplish just leaking photos of ray online over right it's like like 
I I feel like leaking the existence of Rex is like, look, they're doing this, you know, atrocious thing that violates, you know, like international treaties and stuff. And like, sure, it's a bad thing to create a big weapon, generally speaking. But the purpose of this weapon is nuclear prevention. Yeah, yeah, it's it's <laughs> it's not like it's not like the ray itself is a weapon of mass destruction, right? No, it's 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 it is built for containing such situations. Yeah. Um, I don't think philanthropy is a very well handled <laughs> organization. Also, hey, since I've got a moment here. What was the first game that Metal Gear Ray appeared in? First game release. Uh, mm. So because you asked this, I know it's not going to be Metal Gear Solid 2. Was it VR Missions? It was VR Missions. If you 100% VR Missions, you get concept art of Ray. Mm, I was hoping I could trick you into saying uh, Zone of Enders because of the demo disc. but Oh, I didn't know I had a demo disc, so... Wait, oh, did, that was the whole Zona reason. Be, did Zone of was, Enders come out before? Huh. Zone of Zone of Enders, uh, one, basically, like I I like that game. The only reason it sold really well is because it came with the Metal Gear Solid Two demo. It came with. <coughs> okay, that was a little before I got into Metal Gear. Because by the time I got into Metal Gear. What happened was I watched someone play Metal Gear Solid 2 Substance and thought it was the most ridiculous, crazy thing I had ever seen in my life. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm like, what? You can shoot the ketchup bottles? <laughs> oh, you have to spray, like, freezing stuff on the bombs? This game is so cool. It was it blue little, like, whatever, like, eight-year-old me's mind or whatever, however old I was. See, I'm one of, I'm sure, a very small minority who had the reverse Zone of Enders experience. Where I was like, whoa, there's a sick new mecha game? Oh, it comes with a demo for this game I've never heard of. It's <laughs> pretty good. Um, the funny thing is, I realized that I kind of did know what Metal Gear was, incidentally, because I had a demo disc for the PS1, one of the PlayStation Underground ones that had, uh, I think it was PlayStation Underground, but there's a lot of demo discs for the PS1. Mm-hmm. PlayStation Magazine had them, etc., etc. Uh but it had VR missions on it as a demo. Like, you know, it just had a couple of the VR missions. Uh, and I remember thinking, huh, this game is really weird and controls are very strange. And they didn't put the two and two together that they were related until a little bit later. But, you know. Um, yeah. Yeah, I went to one of my friend's houses, though, and uh, he had uh, Metal Gear Solid 2 Substance. And it was just like, damn, this is video games. <laughs> mm-hmm. Sure is. Someone who is like, you know, a action adventure child being exposed to Metal Gear at a young age just blew my mind. Um, it's interesting too looking at it because that ray in uh, VR missions. Now that I found the art, uh, is not quite the same. That is definitely early no. sketch because the uh, wings are a little smaller and they are more. It's almost more fin-like because if you look at it from the top, there it almost has like a sort of ray. Well, like a manta ray silhouette, right? Mm-hmm. Um, where that's a little bit more lost on the final, just because the um, the wings are uh, out and more pointed and stuff doesn't quite have that silhouette anymore. It also has an even smaller torso and is bent so double that it looks much more like a successor to Rex. Yeah, yeah, this does feel a lot more related to Rex. It also has these weird heels on the back of its heel, um, just sticking out, mm-hmm. um. Yeah, I need to dig through my art books, because I do have a bunch of Yoshi Shinkawa's art books, and I do know that those also have some of, like, the early concepts, so. Which is always fun to look at. But yeah, mm-hmm. um, so, as mentioned, there are two types of rays. There's the manned and unmanned ones. The unmanned mass production ones uh, have all the same armaments. They still have, uh, like, you know, they're basically the exact same model. They're just controlled by, I assume, an AI, right? An AI, and also they don't have tails. Oh, yes, okay, they don't have tails. Okay. Uh, oh, apparently, apparently also they are uh, mono-eye as opposed to bi-eye, and they have rounded knees, and they have slightly different colors. Okay, I can see, yeah, now that I look at the pictures, you can see the mono-eye uh, when it's glowing in the uh, main picture of the game. Mm-hmm. Um, a little harder to notice on the art, just because the art... Actually, looking at it, I think that art is earlier art. 
Um, yes, it even says, okay, it says multiple arrays displaying features unique to the prototype and the final version. This explains my confusion because I was using the 2D art, but, mm. um, gotcha. Yeah. yeah. So the 2D art, they do, uh, they don't have the tails on the 2D art, but they do have the pointed knees and the two eyes is the thing. Whereas, yeah, as mentioned, they are actually mono eyes and their knees are now rounded. Um, and you fight a whole bunch of these at the end of... Metal Gear Solid 2, I believe it depends on your difficulty, how many you fight? I think that's right. Um, yes, okay, it does mention that here too, yeah. On easy and very easy, you fight three. Uh, on normal, you fight six. On hard, you fight 12. On, on extreme and European extreme, it's 20. Hey, why is the difficulty called European extreme? I've always wondered this, and I've never looked it up. Do you know? I, I, I am pretty sure it's just the case that extreme was harder in the original Metal Gear Solid 1 European release, and they just sort of became a serious tradition. To, to have, like, the harder mode be European extreme. It's so mm-hmm. it's just funny to me. Uh, you know what else is funny? What? Tons of tidbits today. Um, the inspiration for Metal Gear Ray... Was Yoji Shinkawa watching the uh, American 1998 Godzilla reboot and being like, this monster design sucks. I'll make a better monster. <laughs> That's so funny. Kind of explains some of the elements of it specifically. Like, I, I, I guess, like, here's the thing. Ray has a very big underbite mm-hmm. in a way that kind of, um, oh, does Godzilla 98 have an underbite? I can't remember. Does it just have a big head? It just has a big head, I think. Uh, okay, yeah, it does just have a big head. Look, I, I have, I don't remember Godzilla '98. Um, oh uh, no, uh, mm, here's the thing. Actually, six. Look at this photo, this promotional photo. Uh, mm, that's a big underjaw. You're right. Yeah, and it is even kind of shaped, kind of like Ray's head, which is funny to me. Well, and I feel like the most obvious example of the connection is uh-huh. um, a feature that Ray has that four back ports into Rex, but wasn't present in Metal Gear Solid 1, to my knowledge. Mm. Ray screams. Yeah. I thought that uh, in Metal Gear Solid 1... Well, uh, Rex doesn't scream, but it does make like a roar noise when it opens up. It does do does that. Does it? Okay, maybe that's the, just my memory. I'm pretty thing, sure during the boss fight, but or uh, I definitely, during the cutscenes, I should say. All right. That's fair. Um, but I definitely think that the 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 scream of Ray evokes like once you know that evokes the Godzilla roar. It it, it does more so and it's more bestial, I guess. Uh than... it's it's more bestial and also kind of unearthly. Yeah. It's really cool. Um Yeah. It's a great sound. <laughs> yeah. Um I do like the uh under variants, so you have the Metal Gear Ray manned and unmanned then you have liquid ocelots from metal gear solid 4 because it's like well uh this one uh has the prototypes like head uh with a slightly different design but the legs are more like the mass production version and have the outer haven logo and it still has a cockpit obviously because it's piloted by uh liquid ocelot mm-hmm. i never actually realized that yeah the mgs4 one is a different design though Uh, there is still one more Ray design. Oh, yep, and then there's the UG version of it, right? Mm-hmm. Um, these are from uh, Metal Gear Rising. Yeah, my understanding is basically just that parts of it were hollowed out. Like, they switched the like the, the muscle tech for newer muscle fibers that took mm-hmm. took up less space, and basically they filled every, every bit of spare space with more missiles. Yeah. <laughs> It's got stealth cruise missiles. Uh, oh, also, instead of having the water cannon, it does just have a plasma cannon now. Oh, right. Uh, and it does have the heat blade added to, I believe it's on the tail. Yeah, oh, that's true. I, how could yeah. I forget the, the giant oh, no. is it sword on, tail? Is it on the tail or is it on one of the arms? Hold on. I'm trying to see where Raiden is pairing. It's also been, it's been even more years since I played this one. <clears throat> um, oh, it's no, it's the right wing has a big blade. Okay, the right wing can just pop and, open, basically. And the left blade is mostly missiles. Okay. It's okay. really weird because it doesn't look like it should open into a blade looking at, like, when you look at the mm-hmm. base art of it, because it is just, they're, they're symmetrical. I, I guess and, there's a little bit of a different bottom area, but... 
I'm also going to forgive us for getting some of these details wrong because a lot, you know, as you're fighting as Raiden, a lot of parts of this fight take place so close up that you don't have a lot of perspective on what's happening. Well, that's that's kind of the problem with like some video game designs is, and evaluating them too is uh, you run into this issue of one, I haven't played the game in a long time and two, uh, generally speaking, you don't really got to get a lot of good hints from the art as to what these do. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, it, it also doesn't help that, like, you might not even get to see everything it does in the fight, <laughs> um, depending on how the fight goes, because, well, it's a video game boss fight. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so from here, where do we want to go? What do we want to do? Because, um, it's a great question. There's it's a, a lot of question. Metal Gears is the problem. There are, and honestly, I don't want to do them all. Yeah. Um, I think for today... Should we just talk about Sahelanthropus at the very least? Oh, that... That, I just thought that I, one felt... Yeah, I want to do Sahelanthropus, and I want to do the truest successor. I want to do the Shagohod. Oh, yes, okay. Um, yeah, that works. But Sahelanthropus is... I've been, I've been, I was playing Metal Gear Solid Five within the last couple days. It's very embarrassing that I didn't think of the fact that we should talk about the Sahelanthropus. I, I just, look, I really like Sahelanthropus. It's um, cool. Let's talk about it next. Yeah. Okay. So Sahelanthropus is, uh, a, well, like all Metal Gears, a nuclear armed bipedal tank. Um... It was developed in the 1980s, and it is used by... I... So, I've played Metal Gear Solid Five. I always forget, Do they? how do they refer to XOF? Do they just say XOF? They just say XOF. Okay. I was going to say, they don't say Zoff, right? That sounds dumb. No, they don't say... I, I, I kind of wish they would say Zoff. Zoff would be what they would say at Gundam, but no. Yeah, I, I figured, and it's just, like I said, been also a while even for Metal Gear Solid Five, which I did play a lot of, actually. Ga- the game! The game is yeah. fun! Yeah, uh, on my replay here, I am not watching a lot of cutscenes. <laughs> uh, I like that I can dress as Gray Fox and run really fast and then tag things with uh, with things that make them fly away. It's great. Um, so yeah, Sahelanthropus's head is uh, definitely like a prototype Rex head. Um, it's interesting, right? Because like, it it's basically Rex's head, but smaller. And also, it's like an actual head, because this is the closest we've had to an actual mecha. Like, in mm-hmm. terms of, like, the raw humanoid... It, it's humanoid shape, you know? Well, and, you know, it's like, it has a few teasers, like, like brief cameos where you don't get a good view of it. But the debut of it, again, which I just recently saw, is it, like, Skullface being picked up by this, this thing as he shouts, Today is the day machines learned to walk upright. <laughs> right. Oh, yeah, and also Salanthropus does have a mode where it does fold down and look like Rex. It's really uh-huh. funny because it basically feels like a more advanced Rex, even though, you know... It's the most advanced Metal Gear ever made. It's so sophisticated and complicated. <laughs> yeah. So, once you hit the torso, you get this really neat torso. Um, Like, like again, this one's designed like an actual mecha torso. Uh, you've got, like... I, I don't... That's the cockpit hatch in the middle, right? Because it's not piloted in the head, is it? I believe that's correct. I'm not yeah. certain. Though. Uh, you've got these also, like, two little, like, uh, rods sticking out uh, around the cockpit hatch there, which is pretty cool. Um, you also have a round joint that you can see in the back that, you know, facilitates up and down torso movement, I believe. Uh, then you've got two arms. Uh, the arms have shoulder armor. Uh, the upper arm is... The arms are weird because they're... I believe, yeah, they're, they're like, double-jointed. You've got, like, it, you've got, like, the first part section of the arm, a joint, another section of the arm, and then the lower arm then has a, is built around that in a way that it can, like, you know, rotate. Um, uh, I'm looking at it. It is, in fact, the head of Sahelanthropus that... Oh, okay. Well, Interesting. Shit. That pilots Rex style. Yeah. I couldn't tell because, like, the head also has that light coming out of the middle of it. And so I was like, oh, is the head just a camera is what I was thinking, maybe? Yeah, I just, I, the only reason I thought to check was I thought about it. I felt like I recalled Eli sitting in the head. Right, yeah, yeah. Actually, now that you mentioned that, I, I did flash to that image in my head now. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, the arms then end in actual ass hands. Um, it just has full on manipulators. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
for the waist and legs. Uh, waist section, uh, fairly, you know, just very machine porn kind of uh, thing going on with the waist. Like, lots of struts and bits sticking out, but it's not really, like, quickly identifiable. Uh, the thighs on this guy, though. Huge thighs. <laughs> big thigh Huge armor. Thighs. Um, then you've got, you know, a uh, round leg joint with the uh, feet on the lower ha- or the lower leg uh, going down, which then ends in, like, a little pad. And to, uh, again, it's very Rex-like, but if you made Rex upright is the thing for, like, these legs. And again, it can just look like Rex when it wants to. <laughs> mm-hmm. Uh, and then finally, the backpack. Uh, you've got a big boxy backpack, and on the backpack you've got a... A uh, railgun on one side for launching nukes, of course. Or is he even for nukes, or does he use it in practical combat against you? I think, I think he, he just uses it in practical combat. Yeah, yeah. I think it optionally can use nukes, but also they realize, wait, we have a railgun. Can it? I mean, like, I know it can um, use nukes, but I don't think it uses them via the railgun. I think they do oh, let it just... Rex have that, have that first, I think. Oh, okay, this just launches, like, an ICBM normally. I believe that's correct. Okay. I'm trying to figure this out for sure, but you, you, while you are talking, I will try and yeah. determine this for certain. Uh, on the other side, you have like a sensor pod. Um, is that sensor pod? Hmm. The shape of it and stuff is reminding me of Peace Walker. Uh, I'm trying to see. Hold on. It doesn't actually even mention if that's a sensor pod there. Interesting. Oh, also, I should mention, the other ones, like, the other Metal Gears all had pretty standard armor, uh, like, compositions. Meanwhile, this thing is made of depleted uranium. Mm Mm-hmm. Just to, you know, add on to the ridiculousness of it. This is a really weird machine. (laughs) In, like, in terms of, like, where it comes from and stuff. I mean, it's it's a kind of it feels like kind of a classic example of like when you make a prequel later and you just refuse to make the tech make sense. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Like, there's actually well, a good armament listing for this one too, which is good. So yeah. I'll I mean, we'll that. we'll talk in a minute about Metal Archaea, which is a, a piece of technology that just vanishes from Metal Gear after five, even though it's the most broken thing. Yeah. Um. So starting uh for the armaments, we do have Archaea grenades. Which are clouds of metallic archaea, disabling most technologies in an area. Basically, super chaff. Uh, yeah, well, like, super chaff, like, I believe they're bacteria, not nanomachines. But what they do is they, ju- they just eat metal. Uh-huh. Um, which is fucking wild. Yep. Then you also have the archaea blades, which are flexible nanofiber blades with uh, lined with archaea manipulators. Uh, because of that, uh, it is able to basically, the blade is wiggly. It's not just like a solid blade. Oh Um, my God. Yeah. I never realized it doesn't carry a nuke. It doesn't need to. Oh. It has uranium enrichment archaea that will eat its own armor and turn it into nukes. Oh, oh, that's what it does. Okay, I was like, wait a minute. I, d- I know it says it's nuclear arm, but I can't remember where the what the nuke thing with this is. Right, okay. Um. Yeah, it, it, uh, di- diamond dogs modify it so that it can carry, like, physically carry a, a ICBM if it needs to. But it also just, like, it seems like theoretically could just, like, cut off its arm and throw it and its arm would explode like a small nuke. Mm-hmm. Um... The fuck, uh, man. <laughs> other, other weird ones. So this is something you can actually see, I believe, on the uh, the top here. Uh, before it had the um, the Archaea blade, it actually had a uh, it had a metal like hydraulic piston, like a pile bunker. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was just on the arm. Uh, though, of course, when it has the Archaea blade, they remove that because they're like, we have the sickest sword in the world. It, it can do wiggly things, and it's going to cut a helicopter in half. And check this shit out. Um. Yeah, your first encounter with it, it still uses the pylon arm. Yeah. Uh, it also has surveillance mines, hunter-killer probes capable of searching independently for targets, and then relaying the results to the Sahelanthropus. Uh, once a target is identified, these probes function as self-guided anti-tank rockets. So, <laughs> they, they, they're they little cameras that are also missiles, basically. <laughs> or rockets, yeah. I guess I should... 
Self-guided, wait, self-guided rocket, wait a minute, hold on. Isn't the difference between a missile and a rocket that a rocket is unguided and a missile is guided? Yes. Whatever, anyway, moving Wiki on. Wiki fucked up. What? <laughs> Wiki fucked up. Well, uh, I, here's the thing. I wonder if the wiki fucked up or if this is uh, just the, how it is referred to, right? I <laughs> suspect the wiki material, fucked up. But yeah, who knows? Guided missile launchers. It does also have gui- it just conventional guided anti-tank rockets as well. Guided anti-tank rockets. Wait a minute. It also says guided missile launcher. God damn it. This is the wiki. Anyway. Yep. Uh, yep. It could launch barrages with it. Uh, it does have the spherical radome. That's the thing I don't like about this radome, actually, is because it's a spherical radome, it looks much more like a conventional radome. It but doesn't I think look as cool. It doesn't look as cool, yeah. Um, I mean, I do like, think it is I do think it is one small concession to try and make it look less cool so that Rex feels in some way cooler. But like No. The <laughs> big pro- yeah, that. I mean the problem yeah. with Sahalanthropus is just like taking this thing and then saying, and its successor is Rex is like, no. Yeah. It's not true. Uh, still has the Gatling guns in the head. Uh, it does have a groin flamethrower instead of a laser. <laughs> uh, then it has uh, a the railgun, as mentioned. The railgun, a high-powered prototype railgun capable of penetrating mountainsides to strike targets on the far side. The weapon requires a spotter to find targets, as the targeting solution is lost if the target is able to break line of sight. But it can also fire this weapon continuously while reacquiring the target. Um, now, it does have to be in the Rex mode in order to uh, use it, but small concession for a rapid-fire fucking railgun that can blow through mountains. Also, <clears throat> hey, do you want spotters? I believe you have a thing called surveillance mines. Uh-huh. Exactly. Uh, also, high-mobility feet as a weapon. I do like how they word that. While not technically weapons, Sahelanthropus can use its bulk and mobility to devastating effect while intentionally trampling nearby enemies, even kicking Soviet tanks over with ease. Um, yeah. Uh, oh, also, uh, the sensors in the head do indicate the, uh, threat level. When blue, they are not, uh, it is not investigating enemy ac- enemies actively, but it's still cautious. When yellow, it detects a nearby threat. And when red, it has confirmed the presence of a threat. So what would be the use of that? Is that just a, <clears throat> like, uh... I mean, the machine is never done. I assume that's a testing thing. Oh, okay. Like, technically speaking, that's only, like, okay. Yeah, I guess that makes sense. Because it, it, the fact that it isn't finished is fucked up, because this machine's ridiculous. Yeah, it's, it's... I love the sentence okay. also, and I know that, like... This is normal Metal Gear thing, and I know it's blasé to just go, ah, Metal Gear is ridiculous, but when Eli controlled the weapon for the first time via, uh, Tretige Rebinox telepathy, <laughs> Sahelanthropus could jump at the enemy and aim the railgun at point-blank range. <laughs> just a really funny way of wording that. Yep. Yep, yep. Uh, yeah, Sahelanthropus, though, I, I I do think it's cool. It is cool. Um, the, it, I think it looks cooler in the Rex mode, honestly, than it does in the standing mode, because the, the proportions on this guy are very wacky. Yeah. Because the head is so big, and it's got it's very leggy and very army both. Like, long limbs, weird torso, large head, um, then like a backpack with like a railgun and radome. Uh... It is interesting looking at some of the early Sahelanthropus art because for whatever reason, one of the other versions made by Shinkawa here, uh, look on the left, that's just a standing ray. Yeah. Just like, ah, do we want a standing Rex or a standing ray? I do love that that was like the initial concept. Um, finally, going back even further in time, the a machine that actually feels like it is a predecessor, not like, oh, we secretly made the one that technology couldn't come up with for another 80 years. <laughs> yeah. We have the Shagohod, uh, a screw-propelled vehicle that is more of a tank, but a weird it, I mean, one. It is just a tank. It's, yeah. But it's a weird one. Oh, yeah. Because it's a tank with little arms, basically. 
with how the drills work. Um, so the design, uh, it's funny, right? Because looking at it, it does kind of still have the Rex thing going in some ways, because it does have, like, the cockpit area separate, like, where the pilot would be. Mm -hmm. Um, and it's, like, a front section with a hatch on top. Or is it even a hatch, or is that just an outward seat? I can't remember. Does Vulcan just sit in the top of this? Yes. What a ridiculous machine. Okay, anyway. Um... I will note, like, technically speaking, this is actually not a predest like, like, this is, this is, the Metal Gears are not developed from this thing. Oh, they actually. are directly, okay, I couldn't remember. Because, like, at the time that this thing was being made, uh, Granin, Alexander Granin, uh, already had the basic designs. Oh, duh, yes, they had the ranks. argument about, oh, bipedal tanks are is stupid. Uh, I'm gonna use a screw-driven dri tank instead with Sokolov, right? Yeah. Yeah, I remember now. Okay. I, fuck, I want to put replay Metal Gear. Damn this episode. Anyway. Because <laughs> uh, it's been so long since i played, like, a lot of them now. Um, mm -hmm. Realizing, like, in Metal Gear Solid 3's case, I think it's been, like, ten years. Over ten years. Um, but yeah, so... From the middle section, you've got two of the quote-unquote arms sticking off, and those are, you know, those have these, like, large drills at the bottom. Uh, otherwise, it's just like the top of a tank tread for the armor. Uh, and then you have the rear section, which is, uh, what is actually, how does it propel itself at the rear section? Now that I'm thinking about it, does it just have, what, what makes it so that's not dragging its ass on the ground? Um, it's a, um, it's a hovercraft in the back. I okay. It is a hovercraft. So it's technically like coming off the ground a little bit so that it can just use the drills for propulsion. Okay. And then, of course, you have the nuclear missile launcher, which is just this huge fucking, uh, like, you know, tube? I guess it's it's square, but it's a tube on the top mm -hmm. uh, of the uh, butt area. And then just uh, goes forward. Um, it's so funny, because these machine... The, the weapons on it feel so conventional. You've got two 12.7mm heavy machine guns, uh... One 12.7mm anti-aircraft gun. Uh, 100 barrel machine gun pod. Never mind. Never mind. I said this wasn't ridiculous, but then I just got to 100 barrel machine gun pod and I forgot about that. Okay. Uh, and then uh, it does have six uh, Cobra surface-to-air guided missiles. Uh, I, uh, I will say the secret of... Uh, of, of the Shagohod, right? And the thing that I kind of like about Metal Gear Solid 3 is this is kind of a piece of shit. <laughs> yeah, no. It's, um, it needs to be on a very specific runway because it needs to have enough, you know, it needs to gain enough speed that it can launch the nuke. Part of me is wondering why it even has self-defense weapons at that point because this just feels like a really complex catapult is the yeah. thing. Yeah. I mean, which is what it is. Um... And it's neat, right? And you have a fun boss fight with it on the, like, you're on the runway fighting it. But it is a very janky machine. It is so funny that Sokolov is like, because this is developed by Sokolov, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, Sokolov is like, ah, bipedal tank, this is stupid. Time to build a tank. Where it uses drills to go really fast, and we need a really, really, really long runway for it. And it's like, oh, okay, I guess that's better, sure. Um, I mean, I, the thing is, you know... Bipedal things are also you know, dumb, but, you know. Right, and, like, obviously this is, you know, buying into the, the fiction or whatever, blah, blah, blah. But, like, the thing about Granin's Metal Gear design is that he was like, okay, so I will admit this uses technology that doesn't exist, but... And everyone's like, shut up. <laughs> <laughs> the uh yeah but the shagohod is it, it is neat though right it, it is still neat it still fits what it needs to for the game you know the idea of oh we have a weird nuclear weapon platform it's a funny little guy yeah it's a it is it is and, um, it, and it feels like as opposed to the metal gears i mean like obviously this is a boss fight right but like the boss fight in this doesn't feel the same as like fighting rex 
right? No. Fighting Rex is like, oh no, it's this big monster that we've sort of built up to this whole time. Whereas this is like, oh, there's this stupid pain in the ass I've got to deal with real quick. Yeah, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta pop Vulcan in the head a bunch of times because, <laughs> you know, he pops out to yell at you. Because this, does this thing even have like a view screen actually looking at it? Um, I know it has a lot of sensors on it. Okay, it does have sensors. I'm just like, so. I, I'm just trying to, again, rem- trying to remember the boss fight. Because <laughs> um, I'm pretty sure you shoot Vulgan a bunch directly in the fight. Well, you shoot him eventually. It has a ray dome. You can see Oh, yes, on the back. Um, okay, yeah. So basically, like, my, remember, my memory of how this fight goes is you shoot an auger with an RPG, which causes it to jam. And while it's jammed, you circle behind it and shoot it in the back. And you do this until phase two, where in order to make it keep going when it's so badly damaged, Vulgan rips out, like, pops out the top, rips out cables, and plugs them into himself because he's a lightning man. Oh, yeah, because he's a lightning man. It's very silly. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sorry, that sentence of, I knew what was happening, but I also forgot, like, just that wording. It's like, yeah, he... Goes out on the top, puts some cable, grabs some cables, and becomes a lightning man. Or, well, is a lightning man, and uses the lightning to make it go. It's... Oh, I love Metal Gear. Anyway, um... Right. Uh, the the fact that you can beat this just by hitting one of the drills with, like, a missile is so funny. Yeah, I mean, it really is just... it. it I, as you say, I... I don't really know why it has. I assume the reason it has guns is because Vulgan's a moron and he's like, you got to put guns on it, but it's really just a catapult. Well, you see, I know eventually I'm going to be attacked and have to have a boss fight in this. So, but you're going to lose. Yeah, Do well, something he, better. Well, he did lose and then he became the burning man. But anyway. The boss fight against just you was harder than this. Yeah. Wait, was there a boss fight? Just what am I getting uh... confused? Oh yeah, there, yeah, yeah, there, there is, is when you're in the is. in that in that like pit, right? Yeah, you you fight him in the little. Uh... Yeah, that boss fight is harder than this. Yeah, it was not a very hard fight. Honestly, the end of the game being more memorable is like the stuff with the boss and uh, the stuff with Revolver Ocelot after that, rather mm-hmm. than the Shagahod. The Shagahod's just a funny, you know, thing that happens. Um. All right. Well, we've covered a bunch of Metal Gears. It's been an hour, uh, and you know we've covered. We've covered the solids, right? Is how I will mm-hmm. word that. Um, yeah, yeah. Mostly. And, uh, mostly, yeah. Well, I mean, do you want to? No, we're no, not doing we Peace Walker. Sound. We're not doing Peace Walker. What about portable ops? Or Zeke, or any of these friends? Uh, there are ones I like here. Don't get me wrong, but uh, yeah, no. I think it would just be Roxa and Zeke, right? But it doesn't matter. We're not doing it right now. Yeah. Well, and then there's, but there's also Peace Walker. But Zeke is Peace Walker. Uh, there's the, I mean, uh, I guess their designs are Cause, similar Because, 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 Ze- like, Peace Walker itself isn't a m- Metal Gear, isn't that right? Peace Walker, Peace Walker has, well, there's the, isn't there, like, there's f- multiple Peace Walkers, right? I can't well, remember. the Peace Walker project just has some drones. Well, um, you have this. The- oh. The, yeah, all the right, bl- there's basilisk. the Peace Walker Basilisk. Yeah, all right, well, whatever. Not dealing with it right now, you're right. Yeah. Uh, of course, my favorite Metal Gear, just to mention it before we go, uh, is from a non-canon source. I think Metal Gear Gander is fucking cool uh, from uh, uh, Ghost Babble, which is the one I... Uh, is Every Metal Gear is canon. Fuck Kojima. Show me, show me, show me this one. Uh, here, let me uh, pull up Gander for you. Uh, this is the Game Boy game, though, that... Uh, it's a really cool game in my opinion i like it a lot um i love that it has little machine gun arms uh, and it has twin rail guns and then it has these little surveillance drones around it i just think it's kind of cool little guy um here it is in the game right before it fires the rail guns as a warning but yeah uh, those are Metal Gears. Hey, this is a fucking monstrosity. I didn't know about this one until just now. <laughs> what the fuck is that? Uh, is that for, oh, is that from Acid? Yeah, good luck. Good luck with the name. Uh, Chayoth Ha Kadesh is what I would say. Oh yeah, that's from Acid too. I barely remember this thing. Yeah. Um. Okay, um, yeah. Dylan, where can people find you on the internet? 
You can find me at lowpolyrobot on twitter.com. Uh, Six, where can people find you online? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Six Detmar, S-I-X-D-E-T-T-M-A-R. And you can find my work at scanlandmedia.com or patreon.com slash scanlandmedia. You know, I asked an active duty army officer once, if an infantryman had to take on a tank one-on-one, how should he do it? And what was his answer? Don't! He swore there's <laughs> no way in hell a single infantryman could take a tank down by himself. Makes sense, honestly. Yeah. Peace. This this light this conversation ends with Otacon saying, You're the shit. <laughs> uh okay, the rest of the dialogue is Snake. Interesting. Otacon. I always suspected there was something a little crazy about you, Snake, but after hearing that story, now I know it. You're nuts. Single-handedly taking out a tank? That's crazy. You're insane. Otacon, is this your idea of a compliment? Yes. You're the toughest, craziest, most hardcore badass on the planet. You're the shit. Thanks, Otacon.